What's up, our babblers? It's your girl, Lucy. Welcome to today's babble. What is your drink of choice for today's episode? I'm kind of feeling a little bit celebratory. I want to mix it up a little bit. I know that I've been on the sober train, but I think we should have a pretend Tito soda with a freshly squeezed lime as it is my drink of choice for my special guest that I have here with me at our virtual bar. I have Gabrielle Laura. She is a niche expert and intuitive intuitive business coach, a speaker, a podcast host, wife, and so much more. Oh my goodness. Hey, Gabrielle, how are you today? Hello, Lucy. That was such a warm welcome. I appreciate it so much. I feel like I have so many like things like the niche expert, intuitive business coach, like all these things that it's a mouthful. So you did a great job there. I appreciate it so much. No, thank you for, for stopping by to our virtual bar. And you know, like the, like I feel like we're in an era right now where everyone doesn't have like one, you know, like when you meet somebody, it's like, it's not just like one um, title. It's like, you're so many different things, so many different commas, so many different ands, like forget about a business card. You know what I'm saying? Like just follow you on Instagram and um, that's just great. And I, I want to, I'm so excited for this conversation because before we even, um, you know, are recording today, we were just, we kind of just vibed, I, I feel. Um, and we just, we're talking so much about law of attraction, manifestation. Um, you've also lived in New York. So we just have so much to cover today. So y'all, if you want to pour a Tito soda with us or grab your coffee, your mocktail, maybe get yourself comfortable wherever you are. Cause I ha- have here, I put on some fuzzy socks and I have like a blanket with me. Cause I'm oh, like, yes. you know what, this is going to be a cozy conversation with Gabrielle. I'm so excited. I, I saw your Instagram and I was like, Oh my God, I love your content. So I'm super, super excited to have this conversation today, but I want to point the spotlight to you and the mic to you on shameless plug, like introduce yourself, arrive to the table, tell the people who you are and who be you. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. So hello, everyone. I am Gabrielle. And as Lucy said, I'm a niche expert. I'm an intuitive business coach. I'm an intuitive channeler, which means that I can channel people. Um, I'm a speaker. I'm a podcast host. I just got married. I don't even think it's it hasn't been a month. We got married September 24th. We went off to Hawaii for our honeymoon. Um, so I am just doing a whole bunch of things here. But um, One of the things that just lights me up more than anything really is, you know, aside from my family is being a business owner and is being this intuitive person who really uses her gifts to help people find their soul's purpose, find their niche and really get grounded in who they are. And I'm definitely a spiritual cat. So love the law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, all of the things. And so I really just infuse all of that spirituality into my business and my mission here. Um, and so that, that is what I'm doing now. And it has definitely been a journey and a half getting here. My story is not one of those overnight successes. It is not one of those, um, a to B things. It was about a to Z with 5,000 zigzags and turns, but here I am. And I just feel so grounded in where I am and really, really so excited to just help provide as much value as possible to every single one of you today. Wow, girl. Oh my God. You like, I was writing down notes because I was like, oh my God, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. But I love how so honest and transparent you are of saying like, you know what? I, it wasn't an overnight success. I feel like so Mm -hmm. much on social media, whether they follow you and they see the beautiful aesthetic, they're like, oh my God, like once I plug into social media, like I want to become like Gabrielle. And I'm sure like behind the scenes, there's so much that you don't really talk about. And obviously it's not really for the public to see, but it takes a lot of hard work and dedication and consistency. So I definitely want to talk about that, you know, as we converse, but I love how transparent you are. I love how you, one of the the highlight words that was like in neon for me when you were speaking was like intuitive. I feel like as women entrepreneurs, that's something that I, it was a big lesson during the season for me was just leaning on, on, onto like faith, but also having faith in myself and my confidence. Um, And sometimes I'm just like, how come I have imposter syndrome? And then I do the mantras. I do the, you know, the Abraham Mm -hmm. Hicks meditation. And sometimes I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with me? (laughs) Like, you know, like people say, um, fantastic, but I don't even say that, you know, within myself. So I I would definitely love to kind of hear that from you because I'm sure other women that listen to this podcast, they like when I have conversations with them, whether it's on the podcast or even just on a personal side, I feel like they kind of have the same 
um, I, I guess like difficulty as me where it's like, oh my God, it's imposter syndrome. Like I've conversed with colleagues where they've, you know, worked with like the biggest names in the industry, whether it's in marketing, PR, whatever. And they like on the side, they'll converse with me. And then I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you're fantastic. And then they'll be yeah. like, you know what, Lucy, I just, I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm not sharing my stuff online. Like I feel a little bit embarrassed. And so I feel like that's a great conversation to have. And I'm just, I'm thankful and grateful for you to just be spending the time today. And maybe we can learn so much from you, but congratulations on the big wedding and the honeymoon. Um, Tell me right now, where are you in the season of business and life? Are you kind of just taking things a little bit slower? Are you kind of in that honeymoon stage or are you just go, go, go within your business? Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate that. So So the past two and a half years, it's probably been a little longer than that. I have been on this wildly beautiful and draining and all the emotions, Mm -hmm. healing journey and spiritual awakening. And, um, I had to learn a lot about myself in order to get my business off the ground. And I spent a very long time healing and unlearning and doing all of that. And now, you know, it's just been this beautiful evolution right after, you know, we got married in this honeymoon, I have, or I should say a few weeks before that, I really discovered my channeling abilities. And I had the, the ability to practice on a lot of people and channel and get grounded in that gift. And then we went away for, I was away from my business for three weeks. And upon coming back, like now it's just the pedal to the metal. And I say that loosely in terms of, I'm absolutely not hustling. I don't agree with that. I will never do that, Mm -hmm. but I am fully embodying and fully stepping into what my gifts are and sharing that with the world and really getting grounded and on the impact that I want to make. And just asking myself every single morning, how can I help people today? And so this is the season of stepping into Gabrielle stepping into me and (gasps) making an impact on people and helping people and helping people with healing and, and all of that. And so, you know, you may have seen on my Instagram, like right when I got back from Hawaii, I just had this download to host this mini mind all around the law of attraction and me doing channeling for people and, and, um, raising their vibration and doing all that. And so when I came back, I just had mentioned it on my stories somebody signed up in the first hour. And the next day I made a landing page, a sales page. And now, right now I'm just going all in on that and, um, you know, closing the doors on it tomorrow, but really just staying grounded in, oh my gosh, I followed my gut. Wow. Yeah. Like I had this download. I went for it. One person signed up in an hour, the next day, three people signed (gasps) up and now we're just, we're still going with it. And like, that's, that's the season right now. It's the season of following my gut. Oh my gosh. Like I got chills. Like I literally wrote down. I love how you said season of Gabrielle. I literally circled that and put like exclamation points all over because there were so many things that you said about, um, that I can resonate as well. So for me, when I stepped into my thirties, I also went through the same thing of when you mentioned unlearning and kind of healing, yes. like I didn't realize like, I, like people, like when you're before I turned 30, I was like, you know, people have that stigma of like, oh my God, like we're, we're so scared. We're going to be so old. But honestly, yeah. like people say like, oh, it's like the best season of your life because you really get to unlearn everything that people have been kind of putting you in a box. And so, you know, kind of, I've, I've been kind of reliving my childhood dreams, like on my stories the other day, when the McDonald's thing came out for um, the buckets for like, yes, the, yeah. Yes. I haven't been to McDonald's in years because I'm like on a well a wellness journey, but I was like, mm-hmm. fuck it. Like I want to yes. live my childhood dreams. Why am I restricting myself? Why am I putting so much pressure on myself? So girl, like I blocked my calendar for lunch. I went to McDonald's and I got myself a McDonald's kids meal bucket. And I was the happiest. Like I was like, this is like living my childhood dreams. And I love how you mentioned you like, you're just going through this journey of like unpacking for the past two years. And I love how you know, I feel like people, it's, it's so, I, I don't know about you, but for me, when I was going through my journey, it, it takes a lot of time. And I feel like people are like in, in this rushing mentality where it's like, I want to heal like a quick fix, right? Like a quick fix in their business and a quick fix in this. And like, just to get to the other side. And I, I get that, but I feel like it's so much more beautiful when you, you you're kind of going slowly, right? 
So I really loved how you mentioned like the season of Gabrielle and, you know, celebrating a wedding this year. Like, I'm sure like you got to be like, did you have like your family, your friends um, around you during this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just have to say when you were saying like the little, like going to Uh McDonald's and like channeling your, like your inner kid, I literally like felt your inner child, like walking (laughs) into McDonald's (laughs) and like, just like smiling with like pigtails on her head on like both sides of just like, that's it. And like that, I just want to, I want to recognize that, emphasize that because it's such an important thing to bring Mm -hmm. your inner child through. But yes, I had all, you know, I had my family, my friends, just the most intimate group ever of like amazing people surrounding us, which was really, really beautiful. That sounds fantastic. And I'm sure like after two years, like a lot of people, their weddings were, were canceled, but also like we were away from like our family for the majority of people. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure like it wasn't just like, I, I, I don't know how it was for you, but you tell me, like, was it like, I don't, I don't know. Like, was it something where like you haven't seen family or was even more meaningful because we were away for, you know, with the pandemic or anything? Like, what was your experience like? Honestly, I, so we moved back to the East coast. So we're pretty close with our family. So everyone Ooh. that we saw for the most part, with the exception of, you know, some of Eric's college friends, but um, we've seen for the most part. And so it was, it was more so just like this beautiful celebration of like love with just <gasps> everyone that we loved. And our biggest thing was like, we're just ready to be married. Like we just want to be married. And our wedding was small. We had like 90, 91 or 92 people there. And mm-hmm. it was just like the, the most special people in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that made a huge difference too, where like, it wasn't random, like second removed cousins or like anything like that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't walk down the aisle and see anyone I didn't know. And that was the biggest thing I wanted. I said to Eric, I was like, for years, I was like, I just do not want to walk down the aisle to my wedding and see a bunch of random faces of people mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just want to be surrounded with like, I don't care if 10 people are there of just like people that like love us deeply and that we love deeply. And that's exactly what it was. Oh, I love, I love how you said it was like a season or like a celebration of love. Uh, I came from like the hotel events world. And after I did like weddings, that changed my life because when you're like, obviously no shame to anybody that has huge weddings or whatever it is that's listening. But when I was doing, you know, those weddings that were huge and then behind the scenes, you would have, you know, everyone crying. I'm like, why are you crying? This is like your day. And so that really changed my perspective of like how a lot of people, they have this big kind of like assumption of like, oh, I need to have this big wedding, but then they're having it for people, not for them. So, you know, when I was, you know, younger, I was like, oh, maybe I should have you know, like a a big wedding, but that completely changed my mind where I was like, you know what, I I want it to be where people are there. Like I want there to be laughter. I want there to be food. And I want like to have this energy where we're all just like blessed and grateful to be there. Like, I don't care if like, if if you can't afford a gown, come in jeans. Like, I don't care. Like we're going to have a good time. I'm a foodie. So you're, you're going to be there to eat definitely for sure. Dance. And like, like, I just want laughter. Like, I don't want no drama. So I'm so happy that you had that, but let's talk about, you said, so you said that you had like this mini mind, you went on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about your brand. Tell us all about like how that came to be. Like, what was the initial stage of like, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. Was it something that came to you or did you come from an entrepreneurial family? Like, tell us how you started and tell us about your brand. That's so, oh my God, what a question. It's such a good question because, um, so my brand is me. Mm-hmm. Like my brand is me. Like it's, it, it's, it's Gabrielle and you know, whoever works with the brand works with me. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really, really important to me. And so I have known since I was a little girl. And if anyone listening has heard an interview with me before, I say the same thing every time where I have just known since I was a little girl that I would own my own business one day. Mm. And I joke that that was my first word, even though it was like a sentence. I was like, yep, those were my first words. Like I will, I've known ever since I, I can remember my own, like, like mind, my own consciousness. I've always known that I would own my own business one day. And so 
Um, as I grew up and went through schooling, I, when I went to school, public school, I got horrible grades and not because I didn't try, but because I just wasn't taught in a way that I retain information. Mm. You know, if you show me this new math problem, that's already like a foreign language to me on the whiteboard and you run through it once and then you say, okay, you have a test on it tomorrow. I'll never, never, ever be able to get it. My brain just does not work like that. And so as I grew up, I just uh, getting these grades, disappointment from parents, disappointment from teachers. I was like, I'm not smart. I I convinced myself that I wasn't smart. And there was, as I talked about my healing journey for two and a half years, it was a lot of unlearning that I was of my thought of not being smart. And so Um, I got into college by the skin of my teeth. I think I graduated high school with a 2.3 GPA and I had teachers tell me it was a waste of time to go to college, that it was a waste of money, that I should never go. And as I was growing up, people were like, okay, well, what business do you want to start? And I was like, I'm not sure because, you know, at that point, my confidence was so low. I was just like, I don't have any skills. I don't bring anything to the table. Mm -hmm. And this dream of running a business must just be full of shit. Like what? And then, you know, trying to apply to business schools got denied to every single one. And I was like, all right, I can't get into business school. I guess I'm not running my own business. And I remember feeling that. And and that's like a senior in high school. I mean, how old are you then? 17? Like you're young. Mm -hmm. And then going into college, um, again, got in by the skin of my teeth. I had to go to a two-year program because I couldn't get into a four. Um, and throughout that, just hearing people like, you know, I was money, very money driven back then. And that's Mm -hmm. certainly changed as I've healed my money mindset. But, you know, I just had no, I just knew in my gut, I would always tell my parents, like, I I have a memory of them looking at my MCAS scores. That's like standardized testing in like elementary school. And it was the worst one in the class. Mm -hmm. And the look that they gave me, and I remember being in fifth grade and I just looked at them and I was like, I just need you to trust me. And Mm -hmm. they just, we just never talked about it after that. And cause I knew I was just like, I know that I will be okay. Mm -hmm. And that internal knowing faded as I went through like high school and college because um, of just low self-confidence, feeling like I was stupid, feeling like I was worth like all these things. And then um, people telling me, you know, if you want to make money, you have to go climb the corporate ladder. And so Mm -hmm. towards the end of college, I was like, all right, well, I never got into business school. I have no idea what business I would start. So I guess I'll just go to corporate America And, um, so I got a job at, which isn't technically corporate America, but a small magazine in Boston Mm -hmm. as the receptionist. And I was making 30 grand a year and I was living in one of the most expensive cities. I remember my rent was a thousand bucks. I had no Mm -hmm. windows in my bedroom. Um, I had student loans, had all this. And my Mm -hmm. checks were like $900 every two weeks. And it was just, I was like, this can't, this can't be it. I'm working well over 40 hours a week. This is just bullshit. So I eventually segued into sales, magazine ad sales, and then eventually I moved to Man, um, to New York and then worked in Manhattan and I was selling tech, uh, selling software. And at that point I was commuting five hours a day. Oh my gosh. It was horrible. And I remember just saying to, um, just saying to the universe, like I, I'm not religious. I didn't grow up with religion mm-hmm. and I didn't even know anything about the universe then, but I was like, I just, I need a break. I need to start my own business. And I don't know, but I'm ready. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was in January, 2020. And in April, 2020, I got laid off from my job. And the next week I started my business. Wow. I had no idea what the business was. I didn't make a single dollar for six months but I just dedicated myself to the journey where I said like, there's just, I worked five years for somebody else, like over my dead body. Will I ever do that again? It just, it's not me. And so for two and a half years, I mean, there were months where I skated by, I have no clue how I got by financially, Mm -hmm. all of the things, but I did. And all of that with a wild spiritual awakening on top of that, a bunch of healing to now, unraveling my gift of how I can help people. And so that was a very, um, summarized, believe it or not journey Mm -hmm. of it, but, but that, that was it. And now, and now like, now that's my brand is it's me, it's me and my evolution. It's me being fluid all this year of like, you know, what I do, how I help people and just allowing it to be. And now just being, this channeler and this niche expert and this speaker and this podcast host and Mm -hmm. just soaking in every opportunity. 
wow oh girl I got chills like first and foremost I want to say I love how like honest and raw you are I feel like it's so hard to find people like you because I I love people like that and I love how you were like this is my SAT score or like you know I didn't do well in school or like this is how much I was making because we don't like as women like we don't talk about those numbers um like in the world that I came from but I loved how honest you were about like I couldn't afford this or like, you know, I didn't, I don't even know how I made it. Like I can relate with you like so much. Like even when I started, I like, there were just so many things I was like, yep, yep. Like I was nodding my head. I was like, preach. Like I was that meme, like that, do you know that meme or like gift where it's like, um, where's it Meryl Streep and like Jennifer Lopez where they're like laughing. Like that's literally me. I'm like, yes, that yes, girl. Like I'm over here. Like, yes, I, I loved everything about it. So with your brand, I mean, you so you started two years ago, and like I, I loved how you said, like I'm ready. I don't know what it is, but let's let's go. I love yeah. that attitude because I was the same way. Like when I moved to New York five years ago, everyone was telling me I'm crazy. I literally it was like this thing where I sold my car. I literally just packed two two bags, and I was like, I don't know what's in me, but there's only like a little bit of fire left in me. Like I'm such a a a goal getter where I just have always plans like I'm a planner where I need to have like five-year plan my 10-year plan and this to me was just like a fuck it moment where I'm like you know what it's not working for me back here in in LA I thought like after living in Miami for six years I moved back to LA thinking like oh I think this is the time for me to resettle back to my roots to spend time with family but for Mm -hmm. some reason my life like it was like the universe ejecting me out where it was like girl like you gotta like there's something out there for you. And so with the domino effect of my life, there was just like this little fire in me where it was almost like your moment too, where it was like, this can't be it. Like I worked so hard. Like this is, this is just not it. Like it doesn't feel right in terms of our intuition. And so I did the same thing where I was like, fuck it. I, I, I sold my car. I literally just got rid of my stuff. I came to New York with two bags, got a one-way ticket. And I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. And mm-hmm. even though there were moments where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to survive. I like, like when I, every time, like I, I talk about this in my podcast where 1010 is my New York anniversary. So every year I like to basically buy myself a chocolate chip cookie. And I also Aww. use that day to kind of kind of it's kind of like a humbling moment that no matter where I am whether I have zero dollars or whether I have there's a lot of zeros in my in my account whatever it is right like I want to make sure that I go back in time to be like you know what what is how much growth did you make this year it's kind of like a momentum thing so I I can resonate with so much that you mentioned um and I I just loved how you were like you you basically said my brand is me I think that's so important as a brand strategist, I feel like a lot of people, especially whether they're like an entrepreneur, whether they sell candles, whether they're the face of their brand, I always say to people like you are your brand, like whatever goes in on in your life, even if you're going through like something funky or whatever, like it does affect your business. Like, I, like I can say that firsthand, I, like you tell me since you're the expert here, but I like my question to you is like, so when you said like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm ready. So did you start off as kind of like, I want to be a business coach or like, how did you start off to like that moment in time when you're ready into like, I'm a business coach and X, Y, and Z? Oh my gosh. So I, oh my gosh, what did I start off as? Um, it was business related, Okay, but I did so much inspiring that I wasn't really doing any teaching because I didn't really know what to teach. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um... I think I honestly took screenshots of that website back in the day. You know, what's funny is one of my, I know that one of my offerings was like narrowing your niche. Okay. And I remember like talking to somebody close to me and I was so confident. I was like, I feel like I can help people with their niche. And right away they were like, you have no experience with that. Like, how would you do that? You don't even have a business. How could you charge for that? And then I took it down. I remember taking it down. (laughs) And now literally what I do all the time is help people find their niche. So it's really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I just started posting and I was doing so much inspiring. I would like share stories and stuff like that, but that it didn't get me any, like, I didn't 
because I wasn't offering anything. And cause there was nothing tangible. This was back in like COVID time where it's a little right. different now stories really sell now back then there was just nothing tangible uh-huh. that it just didn't really get me anywhere. And then I eventually, yeah, I think what eventually segued into is helping people start businesses. And there was a lot of imposter syndrome there. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even have a business, but I really feel confident in being able to help people do that. And I had a business in the past. I had like an Etsy shop and stuff. So okay. I kind of used that, but, um, yeah. And then I helped one person and then that helped my business. Then I helped another person. And then that helped my business. And I just kept teaching people what I was learning myself until I kind of got where I am now. Wow. Well, I don't know what the number one advice that you've ever gotten throughout the years, but something that I always hear from successful entrepreneurs is just start, right? Like, I don't know about you, but like people are like, just start because somebody can, you know, create that idea. And then like 10 years fly by. And then you're like, like, fuck, I should have just started like 10 years ago. And and then I feel for you, like two years have gone by, but even throughout your journey, when you were also like, as you mentioned, healing and you are stepping in kind of like this new chapter in your life with being married and you're in this new uh, city, I feel like that's all contributing to kind of like the growth of not just you personally, but also your business. And I can definitely see that on social media, but I want to talk about more of like your brand's foundation, because that's something that's important to me. And so when we're talking off camera, I know that from one of your um, your uh, core values is, be, is integrity. And that's also something that's similar to mine. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about integrity. Like what was like, was there something within like your past experience, like working in, you know, the corporate a world or like you mentioned you were selling tech like or even just throughout like maybe like your schooling and stuff like that where people were telling you no like what made that so important for you to have that as like a core value um and um just to have integrity I have been around people in my life who do not operate with integrity and I never ever 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 want to be grouped in that bucket ever I it's integrity above all else for me. It's above any amount of money. It is above any opportunity. I will lead my entire life with integrity. And it is so important for me to surround myself with people who do the same. Mm -hmm. I have a very small circle, a very small circle. And it's because integrity is that important to me. Eric has so much integrity. It's not even funny like that in a partner and in my best friends Mm -hmm. and the people in my circle, like it's so important. And I don't know if it's because I'm an intuitive channeler, but I can smell when somebody has no integrity from Mm -hmm. a mile away. And I do not want to go anywhere near that. It just, I, I I have absolutely no business there. I am not on that vibration. I have no, I I don't want to be anywhere near that vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so important. So there, what, there's not particularly like, I could probably come up with a billion moments, but it's more so just, I don't want to be surrounded by non-integrity, if that's a word, (laughs) like I don't want to be grouped into that ever. Mm -hmm. And, and I am a human above all else. And my mom has always told me we all bleed the same blood, Mm -hmm. which really means like you're, you are never, no one is ever above the other person. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid being like, I don't ever want to hear you guys ever treat somebody as if, you know, you're ever above them or anything like that. And it's always stuck with me. And, you know, I just, I'm a human above all else and I will always operate as that. And so there's not one particular moment, but, um, it's just, it's, it's deeply ingrained inside of me from my parents, thank goodness, um, who both operate with so much integrity, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's ingrained for sure. Wow. I like, I just, every time you you speak girl, like no wonder you are all of <laughs> the above. You. you are a speaker, a coach, like you are definitely all of the above in, in terms of what you do. Cause it's just, it's so profound to hear somebody who's so authentic and who just, who doesn't just talk the talk, but who, you know, walks the walk. And I can definitely see that on, you know, the content that you post, like how we've been interacting. So I definitely, definitely love your honesty and love how mm-hmm. you have a fantastic mom. She raised you well. Like I love, I love how her. she was like, 
you know, like the way that she, she taught you, like my mom taught me the same as well, where it's like, just because someone's a janitor, like you treat them the same way as anybody. And that's yeah. always been the the way that I've been raised. Like I will know them by their first name. I always mm-hmm. ask somebody's first name. I don't like to say like, oh, you know, like he's maintenance. I want to address them as whatever their name is. Absolutely. Um, you know, cause for me, I had this whole episode where I was like, you know, on not to be so morbid, but when we have like our, our graves, our graves, our tombstones, it says our name, but it also says like the, like who we are, whether it's a mother, a friend, it doesn't say, you know, what our title is in terms of like in, in human resources or like our, in our paycheck, it basically says who we are as, as people. So to me, I was like, I want to carry that around and, and potentially pass that on to, to children in the future where it's like, no, you address them as a human being. Like they have a special name and you get to know their name and you get to know them. Like just because, and you just don't want to judge people as well. You just don't know if in the season of life that's, they need to hustle in order to get to their dreams. And so I also want to be respectful of that as well. But I loved everything you, you said about integrity and, and how you really lead in um, that in everything that you do and girl trust me that's gonna get you places like I world that. watch out watch out for Gabrielle because a, a person that leads with integrity like they're gonna go so far in, in in everything that they do both in business and in life thank you so much <laughs> Gabrielle so far there's just so many things that I want to talk about but I definitely want to get into more about what you do as an intuitive business coach especially when you're working with clients so tell me exactly what that means, what you do, like, tell me like from the beginning, let's say it's like, Gabrielle, I need you right now. Like my intuition has been funky. Um, Like, tell me like the whole process of exactly what you do, especially for listeners out there who are not really familiar with what you do. Yeah. And uh, great question. And so in terms of like the, the, the business side of things, so I use my intuition where I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who, they feel resistance in their business. Maybe they have like skilled their business after three or four years and they want to move on to the next thing. Like I have the ability to go into somebody's business and literally smell where their resistance is from a mile away. Mm. And a lot of that is around people not working in a way that they like authentically should be working, which is like working in a way that feels good to them. Um, but honestly, especially lately, so much of it has been outside of the business and working with the CEO or the founder themselves Mm. and rebuilding their relationship with themselves because so many of us, and I'm not sure if this resonates with you or anyone listening is we kind of like mesh ourselves into our business where we don't know who we are outside of it. Mm. And so I see that my brand is, is transforming here a bit where I'm really working with that C with the CEO and the founder of those established businesses and helping them discover who they are outside of it. And that's really where my channeling comes in, where like, I am able to literally speak to somebody's highest self and their intuition, tap into it to see where it's really trying to guide them and help them make sense of all of it. So that is one piece. And the other piece is uh, being a niche expert where um, I help people find their niches all the time. And it's really my intuition guides me there where I hear somebody's story and within minutes, I'm able to uh, decipher what uniqueness they bring to the table that they can turn into a business and leverage in their business and how to own that uniqueness and really step into all of it because your niche is so much more than what your business is and who you serve. Mm-hmm. It's who you are. What do you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Wow. And what it really comes down to a lot of the times is that people struggle to see what they bring to the table based off their relationship with themselves. So there's right. a lot of channeling. And now as my brand is evolving, like me offering channeling to people and law of attraction workshops and masterminds and all of the things. So it's, it's in its transformative phase in such a good way. Wow. I love that. So just to recap for anybody that's like interested in, in working with you. So from what I hear, you basically work with, you know, the, the person on the top, whether it's the CEO, the yeah. founder. And I get that because, you know, as I'm the founder, I'm the person on the top with my own brand, with old fashioned marketing, you know, the marketing company, and also just on Instagram as well. And I feel like, like a, a lot of the conversations, like I mentioned at the beginning of, of the, the episode was the imposter syndrome. So I think, I think it's really great that you mentioned like sometimes it's really important to have that relationship with ourselves, but sometimes we just don't know where the block is coming from. And we always 
try to be like, you know what? It's in the business. Like, I love how you say we always mesh it with our business. Like we're trying to figure out like, what's not working? Like, how come we're not getting sales? But we have to take a step back and be like, maybe the block is coming from me. Right. And just being like, you know, maybe it is the imposter syndrome. Maybe there's some block in here that I'm not, you know, I, that I don't understand within myself that is contributing to the factor of like that I can bring into my business. And I, uh, and I also think it stems back to going back to what you said was my brand is me. Right. So mm-hmm. I love that. And then I think after kind of working with, um, you know, the CEO, the founder, and once you kind of like unblock any of the, the funky mess that they can't figure out you also help them figuring out kind of like what is their specialty in in terms of business and like what is their niche market and how they can really implement like the special aspects about them into their business. Um, I mean, correct me if if I'm wrong. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like that is so essential because as a brand strategist, whenever I work with a client, a lot of my clients they're so like, they, they think that in terms of marketing, it's like a quick fix. And they're like, Oh, as soon as I post something, I'm going to get sales. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to, I want to make sure that we go back to the very beginning as to like, why did you start your brand? Like for me, I need to understand like, what is the relationship of like, why did you create your brand in order for me to really use whatever it is that you have? Cause I feel like a lot of business owners, they feel like the answer is outside is something external, but the the answer is most likely internal, whether Mm -hmm. it's their own personal values that they can actually use not only to strengthen their brand, but it's also something that they can use to number one, find their niche, but also kind of make them a little bit elevated against their competitors. So I think that it's so essential, like the work that you do is something that I feel like a lot of uh, business owners or they might feel like a little uncomfortable because it's like, what is this relationship with myself? But it's so important. Like anybody within like the personal development space or law of attraction, like if this is too woo -woo for you, like I had this whole conversation for any of my realist gals out there, but it makes sense. So Mm -hmm. with everything that you do, like I love how you mentioned law of attraction, manifestation, Abraham Hicks. So like, like, I guess for any like new newbies out there, I guess like in a little synopsis, like tell us what law of attraction is to you. Ooh, that's such a good question. It, it, it makes sense to me. It just like it, it explains a lot of my life. It, it is just something that when I heard it was that aha moment of like, this makes sense. And really, if for anyone new here, what law of attraction says is it's very simple. It's that like attracts like. And so for the longest time, my relationship with myself was so shitty that I was attracting a lot of scarcity. Mm. And that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to think that I get into a car accident and then I'm going to go drive and I get into a car accident. It's not like that. It just means like, the vibration that you're emitting is the vibration that you're going to get back. And so for me in, in helping scale my business, nailing the emotional journey was the hard work for me. And it wasn't the hours I logged. It's nothing like that. It's, it's staying in a good vibration, staying in a high vibration. Like you hear people say, Oh, high vibes, like really staying in that abundant vibration and doing that and feeling genuine happiness and fulfillment and worthiness in myself before the clients, before anything came to fruition and just feeling good in myself and knowing that when I feel like my internal happiness and not in a fake it till you make it way, but in a way that's genuine, Mm -hmm. I put that out there. I surrender everything else. And that's when everything else came to me. Wow. And so it's really just such a beautiful beautiful thing. And so it, it, it definitely caught my attention. It's something that I learn a lot about. And now something I'm teaching clients, I really, really focus on staying grounded and in that abundant energy and in that surrendered energy every day, the best that I can. Wow. Um, for anybody that's, I guess, new to law of attraction and maybe they're like a little skeptical and they're like, I love, you know, Gabrielle, it's just, I've never like maybe they just don't understand law of attraction or maybe they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, like a little bit, you know, just hesitant to kind yeah. of jump in. So what is kind of like maybe a tip that you can tell for anybody out there like that is a beginner to anything that's the law of attraction or the secret? Like maybe what is an exercise or like a manifestation 
tip that you can give to any of the listeners out there that they can start with so that they can see like, oh, this actually works? I think the biggest thing is to not force yourself into it if it does not feel good. I'm all about alignment. And if hearing about the law of attraction does not light you up, that's okay. Because that doesn't mean that it has to be the answer for you, Mm. right? Like everyone's path is different where, um, you know, what you may need in your healing journey or in your life may be completely different from this here. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like it, 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 it's not the end all be all. It certainly doesn't have to be for you. And for some people, maybe it is like for me, it it was huge, but that does not mean it's going to be huge for you. Mm -hmm. But if, if you're listening to this and you're like, I am, I'm, I believe in the universe. You know, I, I really believe that everything's energy. I believe that, you know, I, I, could potentially like manipulate energy to manifest what I want. And there's things that I want to manifest. And I'm curious about that. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing that I would suggest for you to do is to set a timer on your phone during working hours. Let's just say nine to five and set it for one minute or even 30 seconds to start off. Let's say 30 seconds, 30 seconds for every single hour where it just, the alarm goes off and you stop what you're doing and you feel what it would feel like to have your manifestation. So let's say you're experiencing financial woes right now. Instead of manifesting more money, manifest the feeling. Like we all want, everyone wants more money so that they can have security, right? They can have peace of mind. They can have freedom. What would it feel like for you right now in this moment to experience peace of mind? Mm. And for 30 seconds, just lean into that. Even if you can only feel the feeling for one second, And do that for a week and then see what comes to your experience. Because when you get into that feeling, you are going to attract more of that, right? When you can feel what peace of mind feels like genuinely without resistance, the biggest thing is without resistance, Mm -hmm. you attract that to you because it's law, right? Like Mm -hmm. attracts like. You can't feel scarcity and expect more money in your bank account. Mm -hmm. It's just like you can't go on the radio and expect to put on 94.5 with the expectation of tuning into Mm 106.7. That's it. That's all it is. I love that. I loved everything you said. And then I guess like with your experience working with clients for, I mean, the majority of your clients, are they women entrepreneurs? Yes. Yep. Yeah. For the honestly. Yeah. And some men as well, but, but mostly female entrepreneurs. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So for, I mean, from your experience with working with a variety of clients that are, you know, the head of the company, a founder, what is the number one, I guess, block or, um, yeah, I guess the, the number one block that you see that a lot of entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs struggle with when it comes to kind of just, you know, that intu- intuitive approach, like how come, you know, they're not approaching, you know, their, whether it's sales, what, whatever their, their, um, their problem is like, what is the number one block that you see with a lot of your clients? They don't follow their intuition. It's the wow. number one thing I see in all of my readings. Everyone's intuition is trying to get a hold of them, but they don't follow it. And they've gotten so far disconnected from it that they don't know how to follow it. And instead they look externally for validation. They look externally for the answers when all of the answers are sitting right in their intuition. Mm-hmm. And, um, that I just had another one on my head and it just went away, which is kind of funny because that does happen (laughs) to me sometimes, but there, there it's, it's around the intuition in following that. It's the biggest thing. Like everyone, Oh, here's what it is. It's, um, doing what they feel like they should be doing versus what feels naturally aligned Mm -hmm. for them. Right. I know. I, I had this whole thing that I saw from Amy Landino. She's like a YouTuber entrepreneur. And she said that we should, we should stop shooting ourselves because mm-hmm. I feel like we're in this world where it's like, once you see somebody on social media and they seem to be, you know, um, just, just doing the damn thing. You're like, Oh, I should be doing that. Right. But I love how you said, like, they have to be tuning into their intuition. Did you want to comment anything else on that? Oh no. Like that, that's it. It's your intuitions. You guys all have like your own internal GPS systems. Mm -hmm. And the GPS is trying to guide you to your path of least resistance of what it is you're trying to manifest. Mm -hmm. But instead 99.9% of people are looking at what everyone else is doing and making their decisions off of that versus listening to the impulses, listening to that intuition and allowing it to be the GPS system to guide them there. Right. 
And that, right. that, that, that's what it is. And I know I've had to walk my journey with that. And now mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that it's led me to being able to help people get back to their GPS systems. Yeah. So with, with kind of like the work that you do, and obviously that's the number one block, what do you feel is the number one contributor of why we just, we don't listen to our intuition? Is that something that is stemmed from society? Is that something that's a childhood approach or is that more of like the corporate America? Like, what is your take on that? It's, it's all of those things. It, it stems back to the relationship with, mm. with themselves where something happened in their lives that even just small little things that most people actually don't remember. Um, it was a, it's really a compilation of just smaller little things piling mm-hmm. on to each other. Of course, some people have bigger, bigger instances that they remember, but that they stopped listening to their intuition as kids, because example being parent puts down the dinner plate and the kid eats half of it and they're full, their body's telling them, Hey, I'm full. We're, we're nourished for now. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, I'm done with dinner. And no, you need to eat the rest of your plate or else you're going to go to your room and you're going to be grounded for the night. And then, so right there teaches you to not listen to your body, to not listen to your intuition and listen to me instead. And it always stems back to something in childhood and society and teachers and peers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as they, they grow older. And if they go into corporate America, bosses and managers and all the things it's listen to me versus listen to myself. And so it stems back to the relationship with themselves. Wow. Yeah. I feel like working with you, I mean, tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong, it's a lot of what you mentioned at the very beginning and something that you personally also did. Like you did all yeah. the work in terms of unlearning, which is also something that I did as well. I feel like when it comes to the intuition, the blocks and kind of just having that relationship with yourself, it's, it's kind of really taking the time to unlearn all of those things. Oh, and yeah. You're a hundred percent right. Like in terms of like, it could be the smallest things of just like, you know, the dinner and the intuition, but it all, it can also be something big and, and um, just something pivotal. But I love how you mentioned that. And for me, in, in terms of like my unlearning and my, you know, my healing too, I, there were moments in time where like a memory of my childhood where it's like, oh my God, I've never thought about like this moment in time where it seems so trivial, but it, it kind of just was the, the main factor as to why I'm this way or why I have to unlearn a certain way of why I'm, I'm thinking this way or why I'm, you know, like whatever it is, right? So it's, sometimes it's just taking the time to just being like, what was something that was so, you know, that just made me me, right? And kind of really unlearning those things. But I feel like that's, that's it's just like a big moment. I mean, that was for me. I don't know about you. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And it's like, yeah, it's so many of those moments all the time. And, and now just really being grounded in them and, and recognizing them. Wow. Um, if y'all aren't following Gabrielle on Instagram, we're going to have her stuff linked below, but her Instagram is so beautiful. I love the content and I was trying to see like your stories catching up on it. And I I love it. I love how you like get on. You're just having like a conversation with people. And some of the posts were just so like, it's like one of those quotes where like, I feel like somebody can print it and put it on someone's vision board. Like it's that type of a Instagram where it's so beautiful. It's so profound it makes an impact. So feel free to follow her. I'll have her stuff down below. Thank um, you. Do you, by the way, do you feel like you enjoy, cause I feel like with a lot of brand owners, when it comes to like social media, especially myself included, that's something I have to work on is kind of just stopping an introvert and just be on camera. <laughs> um, is, is that something where like you find like when it comes to intuition, cause I feel like the number one thing that I hear when it comes to law of attraction is also to have fun. Cause I feel like some oh, 100%. Are so yeah. like, as business owners, we're so in that mindset, like exactly what you said, like we're so enmeshed into our business where we're just so business oriented, but we forget that there's a fun side to it. So like, tell me, like, do you have fun within your business when it comes to creating the types of content that you put out? Oh, absolutely. And you know, what's funny is whenever I do channeled readings for people mm-hmm. always like catch myself like giggling and like smiling, even if it's something serious, which I always tell people, like, I'm not laughing at what I'm saying. I'm laughing because your inner being is hilarious. I have not done a channeled reading before that. I haven't connected with somebody's intuition and highest selves where they're not funny. We're Mm -hmm. all very funny and silly at our core. And Mm -hmm. that's what this has really taught me. And so I absolutely, I try to not take it so seriously and I try to have fun with it. And like, hundred percent. And the moment I stop having fun with it, the mo is the moment that I know I'm out of alignment. 
And I, I want to give that to all of you. Like you, even if you feel like you are like the most serious person in the world, that is a facade. You are very funny at your being. <laughs> I have never not met a funny like person that I'm channeling. So if you're not having fun in your life, you're not in alignment with your inner being. And that's where the disconnect is. Mm -hmm. That's where anxiety floods in. That's where scarcity floods in because you're out of alignment with your inner being. And so it's so important to, um, to have fun and be in alignment with who you are at your core outside of limiting beliefs, outside of all the societal bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think everything that you say like contributes to what I do in terms of being a brand strategist. Like I had a colleague and a client, both of them, they were overthinking in terms of like the types of content that we were posting. So they're like, oh my God, like they were so overwhelmed in terms of like the, the, the types of posts and obviously the holidays are coming up and they want to be on trend. And I feel like the, the conversation basically ended where I was like, don't overthink it, just have fun. Like, because that showcases your personality, but that also number one, one, it attracts your niche market because people who understand your humor, those are your people. Like you, you want to find your, your, your kinds of people, like your, um, just like the, the people that understand like how you speak. And that's why I always say that there's a whole love language of marketing because just the way that you have fun, the way that you portray yourself as a brand, whether it's you want to show your face on camera or whether it's like an e-commerce brand, whatever it is, like the way that you have fun, um, that's just, that just shows the humor within it. So I think everything you mentioned in terms of being in alignment, I think that is, that is so powerful. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. Such a game changer. Yeah. There's so much that I have, like, I have so many questions that I want to ask. Um, in terms of imposter syndrome, for me, that's like the number one thing that I feel like a lot of my clients, like when it comes to like posting on social media or coming up with like a strategy, like what is your take on imposter syndrome? It's very real and don't dismiss it because it's, it's a very real thing and we all experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, the key is to understand that you have an inner bully and ask yourself this question whenever their thoughts come up. Mm-hmm. What is my inner child trying to tell me right now? Mm-hmm. What does it need from me? So I, I was telling you guys about this law of attraction mini mind that I'm doing, and I'm doing this thing called the wall of fun where anyone who signs up, I put their name on a sticky note <gasps> and put it on my wall and like make a big deal of it on my stories. And it's the wall of fun. So that's what it is. Cause I think one of your stories <laughs> caught, and then I saw you were putting the name and I was like, I want to be with the wall of fun. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask Gabrielle like this next week. Cause I was like, what is this? Oh yeah. God, oh, I'm like here. gassing everyone. I'm having a time of my life with this wall of fun. It's actually wicked fun, but okay. Mm-hmm. And so Lucy, watch my stories after this that I put up today, but it okay. is, I said, like, I was really scared to do the wall fun because I was nervous. No one was going to be on it. I was nervous that there was going to be one person on it. And then it wasn't going to be a group. And this whole thing was going to be a flop. My imposter syndrome was running rampant, but because I've done all this healing and just gotten to where I'm at, I asked myself, okay, what is my inner child? like looking for right now for me. Mm-hmm. What, what is it? What is it trying to get my attention of? And it just needed a hug. That's it. It was just like, I'm scared. This is new for us. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous that people are going to judge us and that this may not work out well. And then, and then as my inner parent, I said, I trust myself to navigate any situation that arises with this. If one person signs up and I have to refund their deposit, I trust myself to navigate that. If two people sign up and it's not a group and I have to address that, I trust myself to navigate that. And I went through every single scenario and was like, I trust myself to navigate that. And that felt so good. So the first day I had a person sign up in an hour and then the next day I had three people sign up and then there was four people on the wall of fun. And, and literally the third person who signed up was like, she was literally like, fuck it. I'm in, put me on that wall of fun. And like, that's it. Like everyone's like, I'm in, I want to be on the wall of fun. And so this thing that I was so afraid of bruising my ego, all of the things has actually been such a good selling point and like just really fun. And so many messages of people being like, Oh, I wish I could join. I can really feel your energy around this. Like just Mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful messages. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Putting the ego aside, honoring that inner child, being grounded in my inner parent, we're doing the wall of fun. Oh my God. I, I literally am like, okay, homework for Lucy. Watch Gabrielle's stories <laughs> and sign up for wall of fun. Mm. That is literally on the top of my notebook. And I also so put glad. the question of like the, I love how you said like, there's like, you have two conversations, one about like 
what is your the inner child and also the inner parent like I yeah. never really thought about that like during my oh, healing yeah. I'm like okay like I saw this thing where it's like okay like look at a, a, a baby photo of yourself and see the way that you talk would you talk to her in that same way and that was like a game changer for me because mm. I'm so hypercritical on myself where I'm like bitch like go do it like yeah. even if I have a <laughs> migraine even if I'm like limping I'm just like oh my god like I'm a I'm such a little bitch but then I'm like would you talk to that like oh. baby and I'm just like no and then I'm like Lucy just order the Uber Eats why are you gonna be limping to like the store where you can't even like walk today like what is wrong with you so exactly but I love the concept of like having the inner child and inner parent because it's literally like having this conversation where you're having a lot of compassion for yourself I feel like we're learning in the like the past two years we kind of learned about kindness and and compassion with each other, but we forget to put that back into ourselves, which is all about, I guess, like what you do about the relationship with ourselves and the unlearning and all of that. So I love how you have the concept of having the parent and kind of also being like, okay, like this is how we're going to do it. Like having the compassion, having the grace, but also kind of having that reminder where it's like, you can do it. Like, like being your own personal, like cheerleader. I love that. Um, there's so much I want to talk to you about. I know that we're kind of like running out of time. I don't want to take so much of your time. Um, but I want to know more about like you and in the relationship with your business. So as you know, with, with social media, I feel like there's so many like beautiful aesthetics of like, this is my morning routine and they're having an espresso with like flower petals, which is like obviously beautiful and aesthetic. And I'm sure like getting the shot is like, it's a lot of hard work. So I appreciate that type of content, but I was having a conversation with a colleague and I'm like, who wakes up like snow white every single day? Because I wake up looking like freaking Mufasa with my hair. Like I look like I'm electrocuted and like, I don't know what day it is. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I have like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the normal way to it and I'm like thank god I don't have a kid or whatever because imagine like that's just I'm a hot mess so funny so like I want to talk about you in terms of like you know what is the love and the hate of your relationship like so what is the number one thing that you love in in your business and what is the one thing that you absolutely dread when it comes to managing your brand so I love working with my clients and I love building community and I love just getting my my messaging out there and Mm -hmm. and my impact. I I just want to help people. I've said that since day one, I just want to help people and anything that I can do to, to get there and and truly with integrity and genuineness, help people Mm -hmm. is without a doubt, my favorite thing in the entire world. And it's funny that I don't, and this sounds so silly, but I don't hate anything in my business because anything that I hate or dread, I don't do anymore. For instance, I used to dread batching content, Mm. like writing Instagram posts and putting it in this Google doc and blah, blah, blah. I dreaded it. I fucking dreaded it. And so then as I healed and I realized, why the fuck am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Because it's not aligned with how I naturally operate. I post on the fly because that's what feels good to me. And so everything I do now in my business, I, if it does not feel good, I ask myself, is this something that's very vital and necessary? Example finances. Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let's outsource this, right. You know, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and there's, there's no dread there, but is it, do I look forward to it every second? (laughs) Absolutely not, but it's super important. Or is it something like batching content? Is this very necessary? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's necessary because everyone else out there who's saying they're making six figures in their sleep said it is necessary to do this and organize. So I, I bought into that when I was trying to get my business off the ground that like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to do this. That's bullshit. That's not mm-hmm. how I operate. And so, yeah, now I, I really don't. I truly don't do anything that I dread, which I know sounds like a fluffy, probably bullshit answer, but no. it's very true. If like, if it does not feel good to me, I don't do it. And if it's vital to my business, then I will familiarize myself with it and make mm-hmm. sure I'm on top of it and outsource it. So during that pivotal moment where you're like, why am I doing this? Like, have you seen a progression in terms of like the success compared to like oh, now 100%. versus before? Oh, it's game changer. It's a hundred percent because I'm in alignment. And when you're in alignment, your vibration changes. And with the law of attraction, it's all vibe. It's everything's energy. 
Gabrielle, I have like so many light bulbs <laughs> moment because this is exactly what I was going through. So every, yeah. like the last quarter of, of the year, obviously now, like around September, October, I like to kind of do a personal audit, but also like a, a business audit to be like, okay, like I want to prepare for next year. What are things that we're working? What are things that are not working? Because if it's not working, I'm not going to fuck with it. Like, why am I going to be doing 100%. it? It's not smart. Yeah. So this month, obviously, like I mentioned before the call, like I wasn't feeling well this whole weekend. So I was like, you know what? I feel like this is an opportunity for me to number one, realign back to myself, mm-hmm. maybe continue going through like the healing, but also do things differently. Because if I'm batching content just for my business, not for like clients and stuff like that, and I'm dreading it, then why am I doing it? So literally the whole like last week, I was like, nope. I'm, I literally went through like my Asana, which is like a CRM tool. And I was like, okay, instead of me, like today I was supposed to like batch this whole content for November, December. And I was like, I like, and then again, like my, my higher critic was like, oh my God, you're so lazy. Like just screaming at myself. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like if I'm already like not feeling well, like I know that I can do it. I, if I can post one or two posts per week, like it's not going to kill anybody. Like why do I have to do it now? So I loved how you brought up the fact like that was something you hate, but it was also game changer because that's exactly what I'm doing this month where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to batch any content for my marketing feed. I'm going to literally do something that feels good to me, whether if I want to do just go on stories and just be like, hey, does anybody have any, you know, brand questions? And like, maybe that can, you know, align with more people instead of just having batch content. But I love how you talked about that. Oh, thank you. Um, let's talk about obviously in apocalyptic 2020, that's kind of <laughs> like when you also started your brand. I want to hear from you because for me, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we were all stuck inside. We were baking bread. We were doing, you know, all the things. But I want to hear from you because for me, self-development, like wellness is so important. That's one of my pillars and why I started OFM and working virtually. Like I want to hear from you in terms of like, is there one hobby that, or like personal activity that you've kept from 2020 that you're still doing because it's fun, it's an alignment, or it's a game changer to your personal life and your habits and your business? It's so funny because when I read that question, I was like, ah, my business? Okay, <laughs> like, okay. That, was, that was once a hobby, which is now my business. Uh-huh. Um, but no jokes. Well, def- definitely that. But also, I'm still baking bread, by the way, <laughs> which I love. I live for my bread baking. But um. I would have to say, and this did not happen in 2020, it's evolved as my relationship with myself has evolved, but meditation and like pulling cards and like affirmation cards and listening to Abraham Hicks and like law of attraction stuff like that definitely would be that it just didn't happen in 2020. But I guess you could, you could definitely argue that like the, the segue of it began happening. Then that's when like my spiritual awakening started happening and my, everything was falling apart in my life so that I could fall back together. So it would, it unknowingly started happening then, but the habits really picked up, I would say more so in 2022. Wow. I'm like, I need, you need to send me this bread recipe. Cause I want to definitely. Oh, it's so good. It. It's the easiest thing in the entire world. I saw it on TikTok and I'm obsessed. So I'll a thousand percent send it to you. Yes, please send it. Ever, because ever. I'm more of a cook. That's something that I started was cooking and I love it. But when it comes with baking, even though so I love easy. science, I'm like, I don't want to measure things right now. Like, why do I have to measure and then figure out like, what is one for them? Like, no, for, forget about it. But definitely it's I want to wait for that. Thing. Easiest thing in the world. And like, I'm not a baker and I'm not good at cooking either. Like I try mm-hmm. my hardest, but I'm not the best at it. Mm-hmm. it. It is so, you can't screw it up. And that's why I love it. And it's freaking delicious. And like, we don't buy bread anymore. Like that's what we use for our bread. It's that good. And it okay. lasts a week. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to reach out for you for like the yes, fun wall please, and please, also please. the bread. <laughs> 100%. I feel Gabrielle, like this whole conversation has just showcased how you're just basically revolutionizing the way that we think, live and work and do business and marketing in this very chaotic world. Like everything that you speak just resonated with me, like personally and business wise, like I'm like, can we be friends? Yes. (laughs) Oh, I love it so much. Yeah. So I like, I feel like that, like you just basically, like, I always like to ask my, my guests, but I want to hear from you. Like what is what is your take on how you're revolutionizing the way that, you know, we think and, and live in this very chaotic world? By helping people listen to their intuition and turn inward and, mm-hmm. and like look for that for validation, look for mm-hmm. that for answers and teaching people how to do that versus buying everyone else's strategy on how to do everything and, you know, looking at everyone else. It's like, how can we turn inwards? And that's, that's, that's my mission. I'm helping people follow their intuition. 
I love that. Gabrielle, like you are one to look out for. I'm super excited where your brand is going to take you just in the next year or so. Like, I just feel like with your content and the fun wall and everything that you do, like it resonates with me. So I'm sure that there's other like-minded listeners out there that are going to be like, oh my God, like, yes, yes, yes. I want to be on the fun wall, right? Wall so, fun, baby. Yes. <laughs> tell the people where they can stalk you, girl. Yes. Come follow me on Instagram. That's just the place to start. It's at Gabrielle Lara. Gabrielle has two E's in it at the end because mm-hmm. the other my regular spelling was taken, but at Gabrielle with two E's, Lara, just find me on Instagram. I have a podcast called the Gabrielle Lara show. I am on uh, YouTube. I'm definitely getting started on YouTube. I have some TikToks like, but Instagram is my main, is my main um, place. So definitely check it out there. I have the link in my bio to everything else. And I would so love to hear from all of you who listen to this, if it resonated. Gabrielle, thank you so much for your time. I truly enjoyed this conversation with you. Like I learned so much. I have a notebook full of a paper, literally like of scribbles and obviously my homework assignment. (laughs) Thank Um, you so much, Lucy. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for your time and for your energy and for also like your, just your knowledge. I feel like I learned so much from you because I've also been personally struggling when it comes to imposter syndrome and intuition and kind of going into alignment. So I feel like I learned so much just within our conversation. So I, I, I'm just like, oh my God, like if, if this is just like what I've just learned from you, imagine actually hiring you as like a business coach. Like there's going to be like phenomenal, like, like world watch out, you know what I'm saying? So thank you so much. I appreciate you and everyone listening. Thank you. Thanks, Gabrielle. Well, if you guys loved this babble, make sure to follow Gabrielle, support her, join the fun wall because I'm definitely going to be on that fun wall. I want to see your names on it. If you love this episode, feel free to share this on your stories, tag both myself um, and Gabrielle and let us know, was there maybe a pivotal moment from this conversation or this babble where you're like, yes, girl, like I had that difficulty. I also was in that chaotic world and I also did the damn thing and I just built my own brand we want to hear from you so tag us on Instagram follow us and we'll chat more but thanks Gabrielle we'll talk soon thank you well that's it for today's episode if you love this conversation make sure to give us five stars and leave a review so that we can continue to be a valuable resource for others just like you were you able to make it through the entire episode without answering any phone calls texts dms or tweets Let the peeps know what you were up to. Take a screenshot of this show, share on your social media, or send a link of this episode so you can let the peeps know you are hanging out with Lucy at the virtual bar. As always, I want to take a moment of gratitude and thank you for listening and supporting our show. As you know, everything I create is made with a heart full of gratitude, Wi-Fi, and a little bit of whiskey. That's it for today's babble. Till next time.